There it is. We are live. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Episode 15. Welcome to the Demand Better Podcast, where we are here to be your consumer's guide in the health and fitness space. I am your host, David Corona, and I'm also joined by my brother in Superior, Colorado, wearing the Chad Pennington Jet jersey. That would be known as Dr. Bo. What up, Dr. Bo? (laughs) And we will be joined by Faraz Javid shortly from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, In a few minutes, he is finishing up work and getting his way home. Yeah, how are you, sir? How are you? How is the weather in Beautiful good old in Manhattan? The concrete jungle is hot. It's just hot. We got construction everywhere, so I had to close all the windows, <laughs> turn off all the ringers, so we'd be in this thing together. So how is Superior Colorado treating you? Oh, before we move on, before we move on, I'm sorry. I want to give a big shout-out to my nephew, Zachary Corona. We have a new addition. I am now a great uncle. Uh, welcome to Mateo Corona. <laughs> What's up, Dr. Bone? Am I allowed to say it that way, too? Is that, if you I can say, say it, it any way you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's great over here. We got nice cloudy days. Summertime is, is here. Colorado's very weird. We had friends visiting last week from Los Angeles, and it snowed a week ago. So it, it was literally 90 degrees on Thursday. They flew in Friday, and it dropped to 32 degrees and snowed at over uh, two feet of snow. Um, and then Sounds like by, Lake Tahoe. And then by Monday, it was good. How was your trip to Lake Tahoe? Catching up on everything here. Oh, Lake, Lake Tahoe, man. Let me tell you something about Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe was cold, cold as can be, brother. Mm. Cold as can be. Um, we had a wonderful time. My other nephew got married, um, but uh, it was cold as can be. It was one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Mm. Um, if, you, if you don't hike or ski, Lake Tahoe's not for you, <laughs> but it's, it, dude, the mountains are unbelievable. Did and you I will say, or ski? No, no, I didn't do either of those things. But I did. I will say this, and many of you who have seen my videos know that I had to give a shout out to Dr. Bo because you know everything's normally East Coast. You know, New York, I eighty, I ninety five, something like that. Um, I tried to run, Bo, <laughs> and I for, and I forgot for stupidity, looking at a mountain when I'm on a treadmill, decided to <laughs> run. And I realized that I couldn't catch my breath at first. And it took oh, me a while. Oh, elevation. elevation kicked kind of my butt. But, you know, mm-hmm. I had a wonderful, wonderful thing. But, Bo, I think we have some very, very good news now for the pod. Um, and I think you're going to just kind of give it to us. So tell us what the new news is, the great news for the Demand Better podcast. We have a new sponsor that is Fit Woo-hoo. Care Physiotherapy and Wellness. Uh, The first sponsor, the only sponsor, and spoiler alert, it is my own company. Uh, So (laughs) the idea with Fit Care Physio, though, is that if you believe and focus on your fitness, you can avoid the healthcare space. And that is pretty much what this whole podcast is about. So everything lines up. Our values are all interlinked here. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode as well. So everything's coming together. But that is going to be an official sponsor of the show. So if you guys want to get assessed anywhere in the world, virtually orthopedic head to toe, I recommend you do that at least once a year. So you have that conversation just like we do for our blood work, for our vets with the dogs and animals and pets that we love, our cars that we get every 6,000 miles, get it done for your body. That's what I'm here for. There should be links everywhere. Easy enough to find fit care, physiotherapy, and wellness. Back to you. Hey, man. So listen, so let's discuss what we're going to talk about today. Okay. So I really want to get this done. This is about 
habit, routine. It could be any type of habit. It could be a religious habit. It can be a fitness habit. It can be what, whatever it might be. There's, there's so many different opportunities here. So we want, we've had people already respond. I've been online asking people. I've been man on the street online. And what I've actually found, and some of the things that I've really, really, really found to be interesting were, first one, a COVID person, and a dear friend of mine said for the last three months or so, every morning when I wake up, I put both feet flat on the floor and do 10 minutes of slow breathing, and then I slam some lemon water. So that's a routine. Then we have other people do bar, yoga, somebody, very, very, very famous person, Rob Shager, uh, 75 hard. That's where he was. We did cross. There was CrossFit. If you, if you want to just quick shout out or, or explanation of what 75 hard for those not familiar, I think that's a less, go ahead, give it up. Less popular one. I think folks probably know what bar is a, a fitness yep. group class, but 75 hard is a challenge that again, kind of grew out of military and, and, uh, kind of crossfit space from my experience. I actually did an episode on my podcast, Bono's Health. Now I changed the name of that, by the way, anyone following along, formerly Bono's <laughs> Stuff. Uh, but yeah, an earlier episode when I was back in Southern California with a good friend uh, who was at the CrossFit gym I was at. And I have to look up the number there. But uh, yeah, she talked about her experience at 75 Hard. Basically, 75 days in a row, no rest days. And you're doing a bunch of different difficult things, drinking a certain amount of water, sleeping a certain amount, walking a certain amount, doing two workouts. They don't have to be overly strenuous workouts, but they're just workouts. So there's a bunch of little things. So that's the quick 75 hard uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. And then we and then we had other people who are doing five, my, my buddy Dave, five times 55, five days a week for 55 minutes. So everybody's got like this routine. Bo has one. I got one. Ours is a little bit different. Faraz has one. So as we get into this episode, I just want you to think about what you do repeatedly that you think is benefiting your health. Would that cover it both for you? Yeah, the big thing I want to differentiate, though, because we've talked about goal setting. The big word that I want to focus on is intention. Mm. So we all so some of the fun quotes that I like to think about here is we all fail to the level of our systems. So if right. you have systems in place that, you know, help us succeed, that's going to raise us up. If you end up, you know, with net bad habits or things that pull from the progress, that's where we get into some trouble. That's when folks and we kind of picked on New Year's resolutions yes. um, when folks say, hey, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's my resolution for 2022. OK, well, what does that mean? Why 10? Why not 11? Why not nine? All these different things. And, and again, it comes back to, is that likely to happen if you're not willing to change X, Y, Z, whatever those things are, you're not going to prioritize sleep. You're not going to get a gym membership. You're not going to pay money for a personal trainer, whatever the things are. So I think intentionality is a huge part of what we're going to talk about and setting us up hopefully for this episode. Um, and, and to me, it comes back to, uh, again, that intention. And, and we talked about a little in our pre-show concept of, why do you want to lose 10 pounds if you yeah, don't have that in, in, in personal training space? And I think we've talked about this before is the five whys. So why 10 pounds? And you kind of like want to say, well, I don't feel so good in my body right now. Maybe that's enough for some of us, but okay, well, let's go further on that. Uh, you know, you want to look good naked on a beach so you can attract a mate. So it's really about loneliness. So maybe there's other ways we can go about that. Or I want to be more 
capable and I'm worried about what I'm going to be like 20 years from now. And I have a daughter that I want to support and I want to be able to walk her down the aisle in 20 years. So that's a very different why intention and purpose. So that to me, just going to throw it out there is, is now, can we, before you move on, can I ask you a quick question? Do, do we need intention and purpose? Cause I know there's people out there who think if I just go walk every, you know, I go walk a mile after dinner every day, I'm good. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's understanding. It's, you know, we, I like to always analogize this to finances. So if you start saying, Oh, this crypto thing is shiny and new and I'm going to go put, I have $10,000 saved and I'm going to go put $10,000 in, in Dogecoin. Cause that's the new crazy cool thing. And it seems cool. Um, you know, what's the intention of that is to get rich. Like, but are you okay with losing that $10,000? A lot of people don't put these thoughts into place. So to answer your question a little more directly, I think that is it, is it okay? Or do we need intention and purpose? I think the more of that we can have the better. Um, so, you know, it's, it's okay to chase certain things. If you just want a six pack, you know, there's better ways to get there, which is why we, I think you and I came up with this demand better concept. Of course. If folks want a six pack and what are they doing to get that? Maybe they're going and getting a diet pill. That's not really going to solve that problem for them. It's not going to get them the outcome. So that's where we challenge folks here and hopefully provide some valuable tools to say, what are the things, what are you actually looking for? So if it is to have a six pack, great. I'm not necessarily going to fully question that. And just in time, Mr. Six pack himself, Raz Javed on with us finally got to his computer. Yo, that, that's that's the that's the award winner. <laughs> oh, that's right. We want to applaud him. That's the award winner. He hasn't been on since that award, but let me tell you something. I'm honored just to be online. You know, oh, bless you guys, man. Bless you Listen, guys. Listen, Bo, Bo, we should get his autograph at some point. You know, <laughs> I'll get it along with where's my Hall of Fame jersey here? Hold on, I got the light. That's a Hall of Fame. Nope, Hall of Famer is right there. Kevin Mawai, Hall of Famer. That's his autograph. Just saying, just saying. But for Raz, you can you can have this spot right here. That's a good spot for you. Love get on there. That would be your right shoulder. <laughs> it's it's everything's backwards. So it, Kevin Mawai is on my right. You can be on my left. You can be the the devil and the angel, or whatever. <laughs> he he actually put a biblical verse on here. He signs it with, uh, I think it's Colossians three twenty three or Coloss something. C-O-L, whatever I can, that's I can for. see that you, you're very Bible literate. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Braz, what's up, man? Well, so first of all, apologies for jumping a little late. But, you know, when you got to do the, those grocery shoppings to get the healthy food in, you know, that's one habit that I want to talk about is um, <laughs> I love it. not eating out and trying to cook everything inside. Uh, well, should we, Corona, should we jump right into that then? So we are now, we've already talked about what I got on social media from people's yeah. workouts. This is going to be for us. So for us, tell us what your habits are. Well, and let's go. Sorry, let's go right off of, I'm going to jump in. Uh, let's go right off of what you're talking about, healthy eating. So, mm -hmm. and we're talking about, and, and, and you missed obviously the intro to this, but we're, we're really focusing on the intentionality of that what drives you to spend a little bit more money on organic or whatever dr bo said in his latest instagram like why and what is driving you there so let's put that on display i think for for us so you're talking about healthy eating you wanted to talk about it i'm going to ask you why do you prioritize healthy eating and what does that mean to you because it's a very ambiguous term we've talked about 
you know, game changers and nutrition stuff, but let's, let's try to stay on focus on what's your intention with healthy eating. So there are a couple of things, right? And I'm sure it'll differ from person to person, but for me personally, um, as you guys know that I work on camera, uh, and so looking good is one aspect of it. Feeling good is another big aspect of it. Because I think what people fail to understand most of the time is that, you know, you're looking good and you're feeling good, that when you combine those together, that's when you basically be at your optimum. And uh, that's what I try to achieve most of the time. And so when it comes to eating, and, you know, Bo, I know you've been a big advocate of that. Actually, some of the things I've learned from you about, like, in terms of, like, the kind of meat you're going to consume. So you can actually go out to a fast food chain um, and, you know, get your burgers and whatnot. Yes, you're eating meat, but the quality of meat, is that any good? So I've, you know, actively tried to find that quality food. So if that means if I have to cook at home, then I'm going to go do that. Uh, if that means I have to go to a certain restaurant, then I'm going to go do that. Then on top of that, I also have my dietary uh, needs as well. So for example, I don't know, Corona, if you know this, but I majority of the time eat either halal or kosher. So yeah. I don't I don't eat um, any kind of product if it's not uh, basically it's not coming from halal or a kosher source. Uh, if I can't find any of those meat, then I go seafood. Uh, if I can't find seafood, then I just go vegetarian. But um, so when I'm so shopping outside, you know, like at a grocery store, I'm looking for um, organic products. I'm looking for, um, I, you know, and this is where I don't mind paying slightly extra because I know the, the quality of food that I'm getting in. It's going to reflect in my performance, whether as an athlete, because, you know, I do jujitsu and I do CrossFit. Um, and it, it and it really you can really tell the difference. It, you know, if you if you have a hamburger and you go work out and you have a quality steak and you work out, you will actually see your performance. Um, you know, I've noticed when I eat a crappy and I go do CrossFit and jujitsu, I'm like huffing and puffing and just like 15 minutes into my workout. And I'm wondering what what, what just happened? Did age just kick in or <laughs> did, did did I just, you know, stuck at this workout? The, the root cause of all of it was the meal. The last few meals that I had is now reflecting in my workout. Essentially, that's what's happening. Yes, of course, age might play a certain factor here and there. But <laughs> to be Never. honest, it, <laughs> it's, it's the food that we eat. And the, obviously, the hydration and the vitamins and the minerals and, and all that stuff. But all of that plays. And, uh, and that's a good thing, by the way, because um, when, I, when I first moved here to the, to the U.S., I asked Bo, he's like, Hey Bo, what kind of multivitamins and minerals I should be popping in, you know? And he's like, I don't take any of that. <laughs> and and the reason why he doesn't take any of that is because he consumes most of his quality vitamins and minerals through food, which is probably the best way to go about it. Yes, he not does. Probably. Take it's not probably. It, it, it is the best way. It is fine. And and, that, is and that's not and that's way. not just a generic statement. And I, I want to yeah. clarify a few things real quick on that is one, uh, supplements should be just that, a supplement to the things you have trouble with or cannot get right. from real food. But scientifically, this is a statement I don't think too many folks are going to argue with me about, 
is real food will absorb much better than almost any supplement. So, you know, and again, we are just not meant to be injecting B12 because we don't have enough B12 from the things that we do, which if you're a vegan and you're doing that for other reasons, ethical purposes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, yeah. there's, there's, there's definitely something to say there that, yeah, our bodies need B12. So again, at the end of the day, you know, uh, there, there's give and take with that. So yes, I do want to clarify that, um, you know, there are multivitamins and, and, and the other thing I say is most multivitamins that folks take a, it's something that a general doctor is going to prescribe and say, Hey, like maybe this will help you be a little bit healthier because it's going to fill some of the, you know, uh, uh, deficiencies that you might have on your blood work. Um, and unfortunately, most multivitamins, it's a nice generic thing. You know, most doctors don't have, they want to keep you alive. So they're giving you very generic advice more often than not. Uh, yeah. I think, I think you also have that in there that the American public likes to do things that are easy. Right. We all so, want that magic so, pill. Yeah. So, so I'd rather take the pill than maybe eat something that I don't like. And so it's, that's, that's the way it is. But I, I just think that we're always looking for a shortcut. And the way Faraz lives is very, very disciplined. And I go ahead, Faraz, bring it back no, to I, you. And, 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 you know, I thank you, Corona. I appreciate that. Uh, and, and I think it's important. It's important to have that discipline in your life, you know, whether um, because it's going to reflect in everything you do, whether it's in your professional life and your social life and uh, and even in your fitness as well. So, for example, it's funny because just off air, you know, Bo and I, we were talking about how you, Corona, and Bo, um, your lifestyle is all about fitness. So it's, fitness is, is kind of like intertwined. So you were just saying there's no way you let a week go by without skipping a workout. Oh, no. And, right. And so I find that really fascinating. And I strive to do that, but I'll be guilty. I'm guilty, you know, because I'll, I'll miss a workout here and there. It, I, would, I don't like it. It makes no. my day miserable. But, but let me, let me, let me, let me one, one last, one last thought, one last thought on that. I was telling some, I want a couple of my friends the other day, they, they were asking like, oh, why don't you want to like, um, uh, for example, compete in jujitsu? And I said, one of the reasons why I don't want to compete in jujitsu, uh, at least not now, is there's a chance that if I go all out, I might get injured. And for me, the bigger goal is doing that workout every day as opposed to as opposed to getting injured and now i'm sitting cold for three months of like waiting for the injury to heal so and me, i got a job <laughs> and i and i got a job and i got a job and also for me the, the this is what i was trying to bring uh, the point that i wanted to highlight was for me everything that i do if i go to work if i eat it's i only enjoy it after i've worked out so for me the, the working out completes that whole thing. All right, Bob, go for it. Yeah, and, and, and I, I mean, you did a good job there kind of alluding to what I wanted to get to of, again, before you came on, we're talking about not just having goals, not just having habits or behaviors, but the intentionality and purpose behind that. And Corona was asking me, as I think you jumped on, you know, do we need intentionality and purpose? Of course, we can go about doing something that feels good or like, hey, competing seems like fun. Let me go do that. But you have that higher level, which I would consider higher level of understanding of these things work for me. These things do not. I have clear goals. Again, this I, I can cut away. I don't need to compete. I can still have get what I need to out of this. I like the practice. I like the progress. I like the constant kind of challenge. So uh, that's where I wanted to come back to whether it is all of these habits of, 
and again, you, you mentioned uh, Corona and I both, you know, it's just part of our genetics, our blood at this point. It's something that was ingrained in us a very long time ago, I think, to, and it's, it's our career that we chose. It's what we spend our time on of fitness. Again, uh, I would feel, you know, inauthentic if I'm telling folks, hey, you should work out, whatever it is, three, four times a week, <laughs> and then I'm not doing that myself. Um, so yeah, I feel like I have to certainly be the role model and, and also live up to the things I'm talking about. So coming back to you for as for a sec is, is the intentionality is there. And again, uh, this is something I try to work with a lot of my clients on. And again, you've been on this journey for a long time, correct? Sh share with us yeah. a little bit, if you can, about your, let's talk about your fitness journey, just to put that in perspective for folks. Cause again, I think, and, and we talked about framing this conversation, so that folks can, you know, take where they are. And if you have, if you're out there listening and you haven't started at all on this journey, that's okay. Uh, you know, the quote that I, lo I love to throw out there is, you know, the best time to start was 20 years ago. The next best time is today or, you know, the sooner the better. So uh, when, when did you start your journey and talk a little bit about that so we can put that in perspective. So oh, by the way, what can I get before you start for us? I think you should, cause we didn't do this appropriately for us is a, is a reporter and anchor for WXYZ Detroit. So him doing jujitsu is dangerous to his career. I just want to lay that out there for you. Go ahead for us. So, um, what, so my, in high school, I was a fat kid. And I think one of the reasons because of that was because uh, mom and dad say, you better get good grades. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically stopped physical activities and uh, just focus on on being a nerd and uh, and, I, and and I, and I aced that I got good grades but the result was I put on a lot of weight so for me to lose all that weight I just started you know like everyone starts bodybuilding you go to a you know a regular gym and you start bodybuilding you have no idea what you're doing but you've just seen a lot of you know these videos on about Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone, and you're like, wow, I'm going to have a Rocky or a Rambo body. Mm. And, and you know, you have no idea what these machines are, how to operate them, how many sets to do, none of that. You just go for it. I think that's like a big chunk of the population when they start their fitness journey. They have no idea where to go, how to start, or even how to, like, which way to head. And so I was guilty of that. I've done that. Uh, and I think I did it for about two years. And then I after not seeing any results at all, I lost a little bit of weight, but not that much. I found P90X. Who remembers that out of YouTube? P90X. Yep, I think we all do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I started P90X. P90X. And, and the awesome. follow-up to that, Insanity. Yes. I never did Insanity. I never did Insanity, but, uh, but I heard a lot about it. All, for some reason, <laughs> I, I, always, I always assumed, and I could be wrong, P90X was more geared towards men and insanity was more towards women. I my understanding is it was just it was just people got tired of repeating P90X so they needed something new and insanity was the right. next level of challenge. So I I, right. I don't know. I never did it myself but I have certainly worked with a lot of folks who got injured doing one or the other um and and who again a lot of people enjoyed it and they could do it in their living room and and you know we're seeing variations of that and this was about or late to early you know the decade of uh, zeros yeah yeah early 2000 i think early 2000 is when yeah when between the, that was when dvds were still a thing and there was no <laughs> streaming and and you had like 12 dvds and the 13th mm -hmm. was a bonus dvd <laughs> there you go 
Um, so, so but, I, sorry. I, let, let me let me let me focus this back to, to something. So again, yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing the journey, and again, for the sake of time, I just want to tie this down to the fact that it sounds like again you 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 had a long journey. Uh, mm. you, you mentioned high school, and and now you're you're how old? 62, 72? How old are you again? Oh, uh, you just nailed it. Sixty four. Yeah. <laughs> no, but 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 uh, I think you and I are the same age, right? So yeah. so we're talking about high school was late nineties, right? Early two uh thousands -huh. again. So Correct, yeah. so we're talking about a twenty year fitness journey from saying, Hey, I'm a little overweight. Um, I've been focusing on my studies, uh, and starting that process. And again, it took you to where you are today. Uh, but I just want to come back to the fact that again, you, you started to understand that health and feeling good and feeling empowered in your body. That's the intention and the purpose, not just looking good naked per se, but it is a piece of aesthetics of, you, you, you know, I think you've been wanting to be on camera as a reporter for quite some time, right? Yeah, but I also started off as an actor, so I always thought that I'd probably be the next Tom Cruise, but that never panned out. <laughs> never too late, never too late, buddy. Never too never late. True. <laughs> you say there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. Fingers, so, fingers so, crossed, yeah. so to wrap that up for a sec, again, intentional habits. And this is something else I want to throw in that I, when I work with clients, and again, Faraz and I have worked in a coach-client relationship for, for a number of years um, that's what, you know, started our friendship back in New York city, fifth Ave. I've showed those photos before. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, what, what, I, when I work with a client, I try to get them to start seeing these connections that Faraz is, uh, expressing so clearly, but a lot of us don't have that connection of when I have Indian food and not to pick on Indian food and Faraz, you are half Indian. So I don't want to pick on Indian food by any means, but a lot of folks, when they have spicy foods, Mexican food, Indian food, something like that, curries they have gastric distress, we'll say, and, and they're having a response in you're talking about even the difference between a burger and a steak, how that affects your workout. Most folks just don't have that awareness of I had this meal and I didn't feel so good or as good as I normally do. So again, for me, when I work with clients, I'm really trying to highlight the fact that we need it's it's not just intention of the goal but it's also the awareness of what my body's feeling and this is another thing i think corona if you want to jump in about that we say with a lot of new folks to fitness when it's they're just starting out right most folks don't even realize how bad they feel they just think this yeah. is normal it's part of aging you know oh all my friends are having surgeries or back pain or they're going to the chiropractor oh, Oh, wait a minute. They go, I'm sorry to interrupt. They go, but they go to the doctor. The doctor fucking pacifies them. Excuse my language. The doctor pacifies them and says, it's not you, but it is you. I mean, listen, the one thing I love about the three of us being on screen together here is we're three completely different from three different parts of the world. We're very, very different. And we have to break away in terms of getting ourselves and being intentional and trying to look good and all these other things. We sometimes have to break away from our culture. Tremendously away from my I can't eat like a Cuban. You crazy? I'll be 500 pounds. <laughs> I, I love the food. I'll be 500 pounds. But you have to be intentional about where you're going. When you're dealing with people, it's not, we're not, it's not a one size fits all. It's you have to find out what makes those people tick and how, what's going to work for them. Because what works for me may not work for you for us. Like I don't want to do jujitsu. And I and I said that in the beginning. I look at you like as a reporter and I said, he's doing jujitsu. Like he can get hurt, like seriously get hurt um, and hurt his career. Um, and I kind of look at Bo and me and we we're on this different journey than you are. You know, the, our journeys are totally, totally different. 
And I just find that we've had to all break away from something that we grew up with that we thought was truly real for us. And, and, I, and I think that's one of the most difficult things to do is to, to separate ourselves from the herd that we grew up with. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Let me ask you, let me, let me ask you this, for, it's actually for both of you, is when someone changes their habit uh, you know, to hopefully better themselves, how long do you think that habit needs to play out in order for it to be their daily routine? There's a lot of neuroscience to this that, you know, I've, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and reports and research and some of the top folks in the field around this uh, habit change. And that's one of the reasons I w was excited about doing this topic. Um, so, yeah, folks say there's a lot of different science to that. And I think there's, again, with any of this stuff, there's always going to be so many variables. But the overly generic kind of thing, and this is why you'll see at least a 21-day challenge. So 21 days is generally enough if, again, the more intention you have around that habit, the deeper it's going to set into your neurology, to your brain. Um, some folks say, you know, I've heard upwards of, of like 67 days of, of doing something consistently. This is why hard 75, 75 hard, sorry, was something we, we talked about. 75 hard is an extreme thing. Uh, before you jumped on, Faraz, are you familiar with 75 hard, by the way? No. Uh, so I defined it a little earlier. I'll define it again for, for folks uh -huh. uh, jumping on late here like you. Um, <laughs> is 75 days, and there, there's the reason, uh, 75 days because of that neuroscience that we're talking about. However, it's extreme. It's an extreme fitness thing. And again, it came from some military and CrossFit type folks where it's, you know, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to do two workouts, even if it's just, you know, an hour of CrossFit class. And then the second workout could be, 10 minutes of, of whatever it's walking a certain amount. It's uh, I think it's journaling. I think you have to write at yes, least. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different stuff in there. It's a very demanding thing, but it's 75 days. My, and having talked to a lot of folks who've done it, my challenge back to, and, and I think the point of your question is, I think folks will take from that what works for them and what doesn't. I don't expect them to continue you know, it's, it's a list of like maybe 10 different things. So I don't necessarily expect them to drink a gallon of water a day, but they probably notice that when they're doing some version of that or they're drinking, again, the generally recommended hydration habit is uh, drinking half of your body weight in ounces. So if you're a 200 pound human being, you should drink 100 ounces of water a day. We can start including cucumbers and all these other things, but without getting too complicated, the point of that to me is, Again, the intention around that and the, the days that you're doing it should become uh, something that's sustainable. So 75 hard is not sustainable. Just like the keto diet generally is not sustainable. Uh, people have really great results from some of these things. And that comes back to our magic pill. And, oh, Susan down the hall or, or one of my neighbors here did this diet and she lost 50 pounds and it's amazing. Um, but again, where is she going to be two years from now? Yeah. So sustainability of habits, to your point, Faraz, because people can do stuff for a long time. I could eat a grapefruit diet, which is, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s kind of thing. It was a uh, way to lose weight and things like that. So I could do that and I can suffer through it for a long period of time. However, if there's no sustainability, then we're, we're kind of like missing the boat. And that's where we lose some of this concept. So I'm going to stop right there. I'm sure. There's no, I'm just gonna, I'm going to make it very, very simple. For us, it's individual on basis, and I think the long, the 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 long of the short of it, is 
what is the longevity of what you are doing? If you're doing something for a jolt, you can keep the, listen, to have motivation to do something is, and often it's very, very easy, but motivation fades. And eventually it's all about intention. It's really about, there's many days that that alarm goes off at 410 in the morning. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I don't want to go to the gym. Okay, I'm going to get up. It's going to take about 30 minutes to get my butt going, brush my teeth, do what I got to do, pack my bag, and I'm off to the gym. But that, if I don't, if I don't do that workout, I'll do it at night. Like today, I didn't get up this morning. When I'm done with the pod, I'm in the gym. I'll be in the gym for two and a half hours. It's about the intention of me wanting for what I want before I go into my own thing. But I think there's a lot of people who are like gung ho off of inception and they have, they, they're very excited. I'm Oh, I'm going to lose the weight. And then you lose the weight, but the, there's no sustainability to keep so, going. So they forward. gain the weight back. Right. They gain the weight back. And they normally not, not just gain the weight back, Bo, you know, this very well, yeah. they gain more weight back. Yeah. So yeah. hold on. Let, let me jump in. So for as how long did it take for you to be convinced that grass fed beef was a better value yeah. and every time you go to the store and you're faced with that decision between conventionally raised beef or just a burger and like you said a, a grass-fed steak let's say or even just a, a conventional whatever it is how long did it take you to you know have the snap was was it 30 times through you know it's, it's going to be variable so i'm throwing that question i i doubt you tracked it exactly and you have a, a very clear answer but i would just throw that at you like how long uh, would it take you to make a change like that? It took it took me a friend calling out, mm. like you, yeah, <laughs> telling yeah. me to start and, eating quality well, as a. But uh, but that's but that's the thing is sorry so like again we're trying to and, and again the big big picture let's take a big step back about this podcast is yeah. we're saying demand better we're trying to be consumers guide and there's a lot of information that gets thrown out there so if you have someone you trust and again that person has certain certifications or, or things like that behind their name. Again, it's a little bit different than Susan down the hall lost 50 pounds doing the keto diet, but maybe the keto diet is right for me. And she did that in, in whatever, five months, she lost 10 pounds a month. Great. Um, but again, there's a huge disconnect and then comes back to the intentionality of having that conversation of, Hey, again, and, and, th- and coming back to Corona's point, I want to highlight, we're talking about three different, uh, cultures that we're coming from. We're talking about, you know, different religious beliefs, different, uh, environments, different things in, in the way we were brought up. But at the end of the day, it sounds like we all have the same kind of goal, long-term goal. And I think the fact that we have that long-term goal of, we all kind of want to look good for our jobs. It's, it's a part of our jobs, right? And we all, I think, want to be able to do this and feel as good as long as we possibly can. So fortunately, we're in that kind of privileged position. I want to I uh, acknowledge that. But I want to throw this question back out, and I want to come back to Corona because the way we set this episode up, we're, we're coming up next, talk about some of Corona's habits and how we got there. But I, I did want to reflect on what you were talking about, Faraz, and, and this whole big picture of the fact that we still came, are coming down to this thing of we want to be healthy. And we have a similar definition of healthy and fit. And, and at the end of the day, it's being able to do this for a long time and having that long view. And I'll always throw it back to the financial analogy of, Anyone who deals with money, right, probably has the understanding that I want to be able to have this money for a long time. And I want 
compounding interest and all these different things of I'm saving for retirement. So if you're talking to someone who is a financial person and they're talking to you about Bitcoin and, you know, to the moon and we're going to be millionaires tomorrow and they don't have a retirement savings, that might not align with your values and your intentionality. So that's where we're coming back to this whole concept of if we're just talking about six pack abs, you might not be talking to the right person. So I want to like put that in perspective. So for uh, let's throw it over to Corona. Well, my, listen, my, my journey is very, very funny because uh, the way to look back at it, um, I had an older brother who's after school activity was kicking my ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was the thing. I come home. All right. Time to get your ass kicking. So eventually he got me into weights, you know, kind of growing up. And he, he had the sand weights in the basement because for us, this is way before there was, you know, mold. So we put the sand weights and one day I put a bench. I put too much weight on and he, the weight dropped on my chest and he was like, get it off your chest. And then he walked out of the room. And then I realized for me, that's how kind of my fitness journey started. I knew I wasn't strong and my, I didn't like getting my butt kicked. So I started working out. Um, eventually I went on to college, played sports, whatever. What it got me into fitness um, is very, very basic. I really enjoy helping others succeed. That's really my long, everything I do in my life, the Demand Better podcast is about helping people succeed. My, my work with Active Plus and working with at-risk youth is about having them succeed. Working with clients is about having them succeed. But my fitness journey has, has morphed. I mean, as, as I've gotten older, I'm more about longevity than I am aesthetics anymore. You know, I work out every day. And for I said it earlier, listen, I was just in Lake Tahoe. My girlfriend knows that we go somewhere, there better be a gym in the area because I'm getting up first thing in the morning and I'm going to the gym even on vacation. I don't care. I go to the gym. It makes me feel good. I'm a normal human being when I do that. And for me, I think I should look like my business. I really, really firmly believe that if I'm a trainer, if I go demonstrate something and I'm on one leg, I should be able to execute that off of inception. So my client knows it's doable and I actually do it. So I'm trying to add legitimacy to my own business. And I think I should look like my product. Could I look better? Yeah, I could always look better, but we always could look better. But in terms of what I do is I train every day. I don't have any specific routine. I do a routine for a certain amount of period of time. I do mobility work. I do strength work. I got cardio work. I do. I got a bicycle in my living room of my apartment. So I do all these things. And the only reason I do it is for it's a twofold thing. I feel better, which makes me a better human being and to be dealing with stress throughout my day. And number two, I'm working with people. I want them to succeed. If I'm going to do it, I should be able to guide them on how it's going to be for them. So that's pretty much my fitness journey. But the, you got to go understand one thing before I cut this off. Um, I come from a first generation immigrants who came over. There was no time for fitness. There was time to work and put my kids through goddamn college. And we weren't going out to dinner. And, you know, because remember, I was born in 68. So we weren't going out to dinner. My mom cooked every damn meal, and it was rice and beans every single day from, of my whole life when I lived with my parents. If I continued on that on that that same, well, we never were fat. I mean, the food was different, but I mean, it was all home cooked meals, and that's how I grew up. I had to develop this because I didn't have self esteem in myself. Is what first got me into fitness, and I noticed that my body changed and stuff like that. And then I could play sports. I played sports better, but all that stuff is really comes back from my self-esteem and getting my ass kicked. So that's really my fitness journey. Nice. Yeah. And I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it does highlight really nicely 
a way that we're, that's going to push you towards this high value system. So that's the thing I want to talk about real quick and, and off of your piece, as well as for Raz's is values. So we talk about intentionality and kind of define that, but values and how they rank in our lives is really what comes back to uh, how we are going to drive these habits home. So again, I think a lot of folks have that good intention. Again, we pick on New Year's resolutions. Everyone kind of knows how we're supposed to eat, eat more salads, eat less processed things, eat less things in packages. Um, I want to lose 10 pounds. But if you don't have that value system of, I got to look good on in front of the camera, or right. I want to be a role model for the, the next generation or for my family or whatever it is, if you don't have that value system, it's very hard to move into those kind of higher evolving habits um, and stick with it too. So, cause, and the other thing I really want to recognize, and I think all the three of us, we're, we're very, again, dedicated high values on fitness uh, on top of a few other things, but there's a lot of folks who are struggling with time management, struggling with financial demands, familial demands, all these stress, again, work, work, work. Again, a lot of the folks I get to help the most are the ones who say, hey, I work 50 hours a week or 70 hours a week. I have a kid and I just need a way to get but my body to look better, feel better. And it's already gotten way behind the eight ball. Go ahead. That's the issue at hand, though. We as people look at the problem and look at it as an insurmountable and we don't go outside of that. So I just can't do it. I don't have time. When we could actually go and be intentional and try to find somebody who could actually tailor make something for you to be successful. I'm but sorry that, to interrupt. Yeah, no, but that's that's the thing where, again, I go on these Facebook groups. I'm, I'm relatively new here to Colorado and I see the, the community groups and somebody saying, hey, I need somebody to like help me work on this. And like they're reaching out for help. I think that's the problem. And again, I'll call out my profession of physical therapists as well as personal trainers. Uh, and we've done the episodes on all these problems that we see in our industry. And again, why we're here as the Demand Better podcast. But that's the thing is, is everyone knows they need to be healthy. Medical doctors, again, we haven't done an episode on them yet, but there is. You're uh, coming. <laughs> there, there is a gap there of trying to keep you alive and give generic kind of advice of, eat less, exercise more. That's that's the big advice probably almost everyone on here has gotten at some point listening or you know here in the room with us. Um, so for me, coming back to that big picture is I think everyone's well-intentioned. And again, I, I, one thing I always think about in these episodes that we're doing is are we just adding more noise to these confusing topics? Our goal is to really simplify and say, hey, Stop listening to all these things and listen to us. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. What's I don't think everybody's well intentioned. I think people go in there with these high level goals that they can't. They don't. That they don't. They're not going to make sacrifices to achieve. Well, but Corona, let me let me let me add this. Let me add this. Okay. So so put put it this way. I I I believe it's how bad you want it. I mean, I hear a lot of friends of mine go like, oh, "I want to lose weight. I eat healthy, but I don't have the money or I don't have the time." But how bad do you really want it? It's the ones who really want it bad. They're like, I, I'm not going to live another day of my life being, you know, 80 pounds over or, you know, can't uh, run uh, 5K. Whatever goal you have, if they don't, they don't want it bad enough, I don't think you will ever make that change. For example, Bo, you asked me earlier, what was, uh, when did I make that change? But I think the goal was, or one thing that 
I did not highlight. Why did I make that change? It was because the fact that I didn't want to be fat. I did not want to. I didn't want to miss out on that uh, the the lifestyle that I had prior to being in high school, which was being athletic. You know, I was missing all of that, and I wanted bad enough to make that change possible. I wanted it bad enough to set that habit, and I want and I continue to bat, want it bad enough to continue with that habit. So the goal, I think, point in my opinion, is people, if they really want it bad, they will get outside their norms or their comfort zone and make that change. I mean, look, we all have 24 hours in a day. It's not like you have extra or I have more. We all get 24, but we just allocate them differently based on our priorities and based on what we think is important to us. But yeah, Perez, so, I but, but Perez, I still think that if you get to 53 like me, I still yeah. think you're gonna want six foot abs. I still I, I still would. think that's I still think that's who you are, and yeah. I think that's what you want. But that longevity is within you because what really strokes you is being fat, just like it does for me. I mean, in a lot of ways. So it's it's a lot of our intentionality has to do with some of the things that we have within ourselves that keep mm-hmm. pushing us forward. There's a, listen, a lot of people come out and they just, I wanna do this and they don't make any intentionality in, at all. They just make a goal and they don't follow through with any process. Go ahead, Go. What'd you call me? Bo. <laughs> I, I try to say go and go at the same yeah. time. Go and go and go. Good goal, good goal. So the thing I wanna bring this back to is again, uh, the concept of change psychology, which again, I've read a lot on, I've studied a lot on, I'm a big fan of what you guys are talking about here that bring, it's coming up for me is I've seen smokers who have lung cancer who have uh, get, get intubated and they smoke through their neck, their throat, <laughs> um, because they're just so committed to that thing. And same thing with diabetics who, hey, we have to cut off your foot because of what's happening to you because of the diabetes. And, you know, they're still not willing to give up the cake or, or the type of eating. And again, when I said that folks are well-intentioned, I, I come back to the fact that, yeah, the, 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 the question is like, where is the line and where is the pain point? This is what we talk about when we start really going in depth on understanding what's it going to take for you to make this change for, for, and this is where a lot of times, again, with clients, I will start with, Hey, for it's our first week together. I'm excited for this journey. This week, all I want you to do is send me how much water you drink. And for the entire week, seven days, or maybe we do it over five days, depending on how difficult that is for you. If you can't do that, just show, just send me, even if you don't make the cut, even if we're aiming for 80 ounces of water, even if you only send me 60 ounces of water, at the end of the day, if you're not able to make that small change, then we're not ready to talk about keto or all these other more in-depth things. So if we can start building... And this is where, again, it's understanding what's important for that person. And the, the quote that you know I, I see a lot on the internet or whatever is uh, that comes up for me and what we're talking about here is before you try to get someone to make a change, you really have to ask them, what are they willing to give up? Yeah, so, that's actually the, yes, yeah. Yeah, so if you're not willing, again, for Raz, for you, you're talking about you didn't, you didn't want to be overweight. Um, and, and we got to change that dinging sound, whoever's doing that. Um, I'm guessing it's Faraz. It's okay. He's getting work emails. It's important. He's he's an award-winning journalist. It's fine. It's fine. No big deal. So 
coming back to it, Faraz, what's it going to take for you to take that sound and turn it off? What's it going to take? Is it going to take me calling I, you out? So. Just, just go, yo, yo, because I value your friendship, bro, and I kill it. <laughs> so, so coming back to so, it. So no, so let's come back to it. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the reins here, and coming back to it, you've heard, you've heard Faraz's story, you've heard my story. Hey, Bo, what are your habits? What so, do you do to what? What is your intentionality? Where's, the, where's your mindset at? Yeah, and and for me, it definitely is having this deep ingrained concept of we only get this one body let's not mess it up too much uh you know my long story i've shared it before but i'll share it again here is my father had a heart attack at 41. Uh, a lot of stress uh, you know it was when we moved from uh the soviet union in, in 1987 to america and there was a lot of stress there uh and and you know he ended up not dealing with it that well and had a heart attack at 41. uh so if anyone's been to a medical doctor and you know they ask you and they're checking you for for your risk factors it tends to be uh you know how how healthy are your parents and what happened to them so if you have a parent who died of a heart attack at 41 and you're now 38 um <laughs> it's a pretty big risk factor for you so they want to do be very careful in, in terms of the, the the medicine and things like that of of being aware of what's going on so for me that intentionality from an early age. And, and again, I was very fortunate. My mother also was somebody who was just into health food and maybe it connects to, uh, you know, all sorts of different things. We're not going to psychoanalyze all that, but bottom line is she would, you know, have olive, uh, cook eggs in olive oil and, and pay a little extra for the extra virgin olive oil and, and, you know, cook salmon on a pan. And like, these are things I just grew up with. Uh, you know, I also was, was young in, in America. Like I would still have spaghetti with ketchup um, you know, as, as an immigrant and not knowing that, Hey, there's this tomato sauce that might be a little healthier, but whatever. Um, but as I grew, I just started and, and getting, and it was an amazing time that we grew up in, right. Having access to all this information, the internet, uh, being like, and, and I used to, and we talked about this on previous episode with Corona. I used to read men's health magazine to be like, oh, I yeah. want the user's guide to my body. Nobody has given me these resources, but these resources are out there. Faraz talked about, you know, seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, um, so I kind of saw that stuff too. And I said, Hey, let me, let me dig a little deeper in this. And I made it my career. And I said, Hey, I want to get an advanced degree in this human body thing, uh, where I can better understand selfishly for myself, um, how to, how to get the most out of our bodies. But at the same time, I can, as Corona alluded to help people along that journey, cause it's very confusing. And again, that's why we're here. So that's my journey. And that's my deep drive, uh, of, you know, understanding, hey, I want to make sure I'm not too overweight. I want to make sure my heart is healthy. I want to have objective measures. And that's something we didn't even get into of being able to look at and say, hey, these things are lagging or these tests. And again, if you go to the doctor and, and uh, you know, this is a big difference. And I've had a lot of functional medicine practitioners on my podcast. And I'd love to get them on here as well, where it's not enough for you to be in the normal range so let's talk about vitamin D for a second. You know, the normal range within the laboratory is 30 to 100 if you're doing the, the normal kind of standard vitamin D testing. And if you're at 31, you know, the doctor is going to be like, hey, it's a little low. Maybe take a little supplement. But if they're 29, they might start because it shows up as like red and out of range. That becomes a problem. But the optimal range is closer to the 50s and 60s. So if you're at 31, we should be concerned that we're not getting you to your optimal range. And it's not enough that you're not going to die, 
but we really want to get you to optimal range. So that's another big driving force for me that I'll finish up on here a little bit is it's not enough to survive this life, this one life we get. And I think that's what unfortunately a lot of folks do. And we're trying to kind of connect those dots of, hey, are you just going through your day to day and surviving? Or how do we get you to thrive? And, you know, I've, I've joked about this for a long time is, you know, Bo, B-O, my initials are body optimization. So like that's kind of I've, I've hesitated to make that my brand. I'll share with you guys my marketing thing there. But but at the same time, it, it is something I'm passionate about is optimizing your body. And so, you know, there's all sorts of different ways I want to go with this. But but that's kind of my journey and, and what I'm passionate about and, and why for me, it's a no brainer to, you know, go and do 30 minutes or an hour a day of exercise um, and understanding how which paths I should do, how much money I should invest in that. Uh, again, I, I've spent over half a million dollars in education around the body. I don't expect everybody to do that, but I do that so that somebody can pay me a thousand dollars and then I can dis dispense down to them and share with them all the things I've learned. Um, and that's kind of the goal and that's kind of the, the passion and the drive. So hopefully that comes across every time I speak. Well, listen, I, first of all, this, this is just an incredible, incredible conversation that we're having. I, I think that there's so much more and there's so much more depth that we can go into this. But let's let's put a ribbon on this. And what we all, I think what we should do here is I'm gonna go look at Faraz and I'm gonna say, Faraz, give, give somebody a takeaway that will help them in sustaining something they're going for. I guess my takeaway is um, <clears throat> make that change happen. Instead of just keep talking about, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this, you know, step in, make that change, whether it's with your diet, whether it's with your fitness routine, and it doesn't have to be all of both of them in one go. Just make that small change in your life and see see the fruits reaping. I mean, honestly, it's that I think where the biggest mistake what people make is not being committed enough or not having not wanting it bad enough to make that change. They'll just talk about it, but never want to do it. I just want to add to that real quick is for folks, one of the things that they tend to miss out, and this is where we were trying to go with, they have good intentions, but they don't have the right guide. And that's where, again, folks like Corona and myself, like this is what, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to give folks that guide, whether it's in our own businesses, this podcast, whatever it is. So 100% to Faraz's point is I think there are resources, whether it's through us whether it's, hey, if you invest X amount of dollars, uh, we want to clarify where your money might be better spent and your energy and your time to make those things happen rather than saying, I'm just going to watch some Google videos and try to do this keto thing. And I, again, I hear this stuff all the time. So it's frustrating, but I also understand that folks are looking for that magic pill. So we got to find that way to put the pieces I, together. I think there's a depth of expertise in this country. And I think some certain people aren't looking really for the expertise. They're looking for what works for other people. And they think that they are the, exactly the same as somebody else, which causes an issue because you got to find what works for you and you got to find how that goes for you. My, my, my big ribbon on this, and, and Bo, do you want to go first? And then I'll close it up. Well, I just want to highlight what we have down below. Uh, we, we were going to do this in the beginning, but uh, the, the, we did this on our last episode. We did the Demandy Award. Um, and, and we're just trying to highlight folks. And if you guys have anyone you want to highlight who's changing the game and again, kind of living up to what we're talking about of demanding better from the health, wellness, fitness space, and really making a change and a difference, we want to highlight those folks and offer them our demandy award. So I want to highlight 
uh, James Clear, the author of the book Atomic Habits. And Atomic is an is he you know I've heard him talk about this a lot. Uh, to Faraz's point, one of the definitions of that is it's actually the smallest way you can make a change. So again, if you're looking to change how much water you're drinking, maybe it's hey I'm currently you know assess for a few days and and then it's let's drink ten more ounces a day. Just add a little bit more and keep building off of that. So whatever that small change you can make is, and having a guide who can help you with that. Uh, that's some of the bit of atomic habits. And the other part of atomic habits is an atomic bomb is a very small thing that has a huge <laughs> reaction, uh, as you know, we, if you want to talk about the bomb of it all, but, but yeah, that's the, the really interesting piece there. So anyway, I just want to highlight James clear atomic habits. If you guys want to check out his book, he's, he's been on tons of podcasts and tons of content on the internet that I've absorbed. So, uh, happy to dispel that down to you, but also if you want to check him out, we'll, we're shouting him out as the Demandy Award number two. All right, so let me put a ribbon on this. For those of you, first of all, thank you, Faraz, for joining us as always. You are the man. Um, the other thing is, if you like our show and you want us to keep it going, you need to write a review. That will help us out. And you got to like, share, um, subscribe. Those are the three things that you got to do for us. Um, thank you very much for, for uh, taking some time today to listen to the Demand Better podcast. Remember, we are the consumer's guide in the health and fitness space. And we are trying to make your life easier. If you're looking for certain things or certain topics, go back into our older files where you might be able to find how to find a trainer, how to find a physiotherapist. We thank you very much for being with us today. And we look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Demand better. Have an awesome day. Get 1% better. We'll talk to you guys next time.